0: You're listening to the Marginally Geeky Show, the Epically Geeky Book
1: Club. Greetings and welcome to the Marginally Geeky Show. I'm your host for the evening, Eugene Stevens. Tonight I'm joined by Sean and Ray, how are y'all doing? <laughs> <Good. a> tool. <laughs> if you're not watching the video version, you're not really missing a lot, but there is occasionally something worth watching. So um Ray tonight looks like we're... A TikTok video. No <laughs> uh tonight we are doing uh, double share, which is book four, or as I like to refer to it, book one of the second Ishmael trilogy um because these things really are broken into ah. trilogy, so um ah. I think this was Ray's pick, sure, yeah, something like that point, we
0: we're like, you know what picks don't matter anymore we're gonna do this whole thing,
1: yeah, we basically we, we had a a a, a a discussion, and we just basically went ahead and moved, uh, this entire trilogy up. So, uh, and I know I've announced it on previous episodes. So we're literally doing double share, um, captain share and then, uh, owner share, like back to back to back. So we can, we can knock out this trilogy because it, it honestly, um, it, it does flow very well. Uh, and you really kind of need to lead a, you know, read them, you know, pretty close together. So, um, that being said, um, well, let's start off with our initial impressions, Sean?
0: Um, okay, so when I originally read this or listened to this audiobook series, I listened to it as he was writing it. So I had to wait okay episodes, which talked so bad. Um, the first time this book is basically like what eugene said it's the beginning of a new trilogy it takes place four years after where book three left off and when you first listen to it it's like oh my god you just skipped over four years of this guy's life where the first three books are back back to back you never missed a beat in his life so it it was really hard that way the other thing is if You remember if you ever went to college or university, how much growing up you did in those four years and how different a person, not a hundred percent, but a lot of people came out of college and university. That's what happened to Ishmael. He's the core is the same, but all the edges are different. Um, and then the scenario he gets thrown into in this book is totally different. And those first three books, it's a much more adult book. Um, and listening to it like 10, 20 times that I have, I kind of look back at the first three books and see, man, these were really good books, but they were really innocent and really didn't represent properly the world that Ishmael actually lives in. It was almost idyllic in those first three books. But after listening to the fourth book, you're like, yeah, this is what I expected Space to be like. Mm -hmm. So those first three books, you know, as much as I love them, they weren't realistic at all. This fourth book is the realistic one, and it sucks the way the life is but it's also redeeming in how Ishmael deals with it and tries to make life better. So at the end of the book, it was like, ah, we're almost kind of getting back to the first three books. Um, He's making the world right. And there, there's it in a nutshell. Ray?
2: (laughs) How do you follow that up? I I, I know, very well said, actually.
0: (laughs) I'm amazed. Okay, for my listeners... I usually have one or two drinks before these shows. I may have overdone it on this one. (laughs) I apologize if I slur. Okay.
2: Uh, Yeah, this this one was a hard listen. Um, I didn't have to wait for book after book after book because I got to listen to them all back to back. So ending so abruptly from college into this book, it was like, well, what the fuck? Like, And then uh, the the other thing is, is this is the first book without Lois. And you, you can feel it. It's like, oh, like something's missing from this. Like there's uh, – anyway, like Sean said, uh, by the end of it, you can kind of feel where it's all going to go. And it's, you know, there's – you know, it, it's – I agree. He starts trying to make the Lois world – Part of the whole universe, which is great, but uh, yeah, this is not a fun book. No, I completely get that. um to, to the point that Chris didn't bother joining the show because this book makes her extremely uncomfortable. So,
1: which that was one of the reasons I not that I, I wanted to see her uncomfortable. <laughs> let me let me clarify that. I wanted <laughs> I, I wanted her on the show specifically because I knew she said she did not enjoy this book. Um. And I, I wanted uh, – because a lot of times, I mean, we will kind of kind of be back and forth. But usually if one person likes the book, most of us at least find it enjoyable. It's you, There's been very few times that someone's like, I really like this book. And someone was like, nope, that book sucked. Um, but um, example? <laughs> this was uh, – this is one of those that, that she definitely um, uh, did not care for. And I w- it was just kind of wanting to get her opinion. But as we start talking about this book – Um, it will probably be not hard or a stretch of the imagination to understand why she didn't care for this book. Um, I honestly did not like the book for a lot of the reasons y'all just said. Uh, it is, uh, I was like Ray. I literally went from the first three books. This is the world we live in. You know, I know we're not going to be on the lowest anymore, but who knows? Maybe he'll come back to the lowest as the third officer or something or another. It'll be great. And that is not this book. (laughs) Not by a long shot. Um, I agree with Sean 100%. This is I I actually like looking back I like how uh the Lois was this idealistic place that he was allowed to, you know, uh, get his basically build his basics on. And then when he's thrown out in the of world, this is the book that uh I would say almost more so than any of the other ones uh really shows what kind of a man Ishmael is um because he's he is really put to the test in this book. Um overall I kind of sounds bad when we talk about all the stuff that was that's in this book it's going to sound bad when I say I enjoyed it. Um but I did enjoy seeing what was thrown at him the the horrible stuff that's thrown at him and how he handles it. Yeah. Um that is the thing that I enjoy about this book is Um, he doesn't waver. He doesn't. He doesn't compromise. He's he's actually the 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 voice of good. He's you know he's the, you know the as the kids would say he's the white knight and he is because he's like he said this is bullshit. This is not right. We need to do something about it, whether or not he can or not. You know talk you know when we talk about the story. So anyway, as we've talked about, this book picks up four years after the initial trilogy, which (laughs) is interesting because like Sean said, the first book's three books literally are like hours if not like just a, a day maybe after the previous book ends um so we have this long chunk or this large chunk of time that's just like you said just kind of swept away we get it we do get a little bit of reasoning um he goes off to school he uh, is with brill but you bev. know bev. bev. i'm sorry bev uh he is with bev and things just don't work out which yeah, that kind of happens when kids go off to college. Not everyone, but, uh, you know, it, it does happen. Uh, <laughs> race, uh, uh, wave in there. And, um, so anyway, so it, we literally start off, it is him leaving the planet on his way to his first, uh, assignment, essentially. Um, so, um, He's going to be going to the William Tinker. He graduates from the academy, says goodbye to Bev. It's not, it's just very kind of, you know, we've already said your goodbyes. You know, let's just leave it like it is. Um, he's traveling on this ship. He's basically traveling on on a ship to get to where he's going to get to the William Tinker. And while he's on this ship, um, still pretty, still pretty, you know, nothing really out of out of the norm for what we've seen thus far. He meets uh he meets a guy, uh, doesn't really talk to him too much, and he he meets his assistant named Kurt. And Kurt shows him. They start talking about, and this is something that's long running through the rest of the books. Um, uh, apparently you have to go while you're at the academy, you have to have some kind of uh, martial arts or some kind of some kind of self defense training. And he sucks. He sucks at all of it. And so, uh, basically they introduce him to, um. Uh, Sifu, uh, Numar, and she basically is like the OG, uh, uh, um, Tai Chi She's master.
2: Yoda.
1: Yeah. <laughs> so I- she takes him under the wing and he learns Tai Chi from her. And so he's, he's working out with Kurt on this ship or whatever. And so he kind of starts getting a bond with this guy named Kurt. Um, and then he gets to the space station. They've actually got there a little early and he's going around on the space station or whatever. And is he, you know, he's at this place or whatever and meets this nice, Lady working at the bar, and um, she's like, you know, so what are you doing here? And he's like, oh, I'm, you know, just getting my first ship. And oh, well, where are you? Where are you stationed? And he's like the 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 uh, William Tinker, and she's like, oh, oh, okay. And he's like, well, what's what's wrong with that? Well, let's just say they run through a lot of uh, a lot of employees, and sure. he's just like, okay, well, that's not cool. Um, so he. He spends a couple of days on the on the um on the uh, uh space station, yep. and then the ship arrives. So he goes to uh check in, and literally it's it's a bad start all the way around. <laughs> he goes to the front door, and they're basically like, "What do you want?" And he's like, "Um, okay, guess we're really lax on this ship, but I'm the new third mate, whatever." They open the door, and immediately it like hits him. Everything is not clean. It's not it's not spick and span. It smells. And of course, h- having worked in environmental, like this is like killing him. He's just like, why does this smell so bad? Um, so uh, let's see here. So, um, he gets kind of taken around the ship a little bit or whatever, and he meets, um, uh, he meets the third mate, uh, Arletta, um, Novia, and she's just like, hey, um, we share a bathroom, so make sure you knock on the door before you come in. He was like, well, yeah, absolutely. I would. I would do. Why would I ever do that? She's like, I'm just making sure, you know, you know, don't get forgetful or whatever. Second mate. Yeah. um That's a second third. mate.
2: Yeah. No, he okay. Third.
1: He I'm third. sorry. Second mate. Um, <laughs> so anyway, so he meets the second mate. He starts meeting some of the other people and then he meets one of the biggest characters in the book. Uh, the first mate, um, I didn't even write down his first name. Uh, Burnside. David. David Burns. That's right. David Burnside. And David is just a flat out asshole. Asshole number one. Asshole number one. <laughs> um, He's also, he's like very kind of, he's very laid back. He doesn't follow any kind of procedure or policy or anything that, you know, has been drilled into. Not only has it been drilled into Ishmael. Uh, at the academy, like, this is how he grew up at, you know, on, you know, on his home ship. So, you know, he's used to things working a certain way. Um, so he gets on the ship. Burnside's an absolute asshole. He meets the other people. He meets, uh, Frederica de Groot. She's the engineer. Um, um, and, um, what's her name? Amelia Menace, Menace, who's in, in cargo. She's not a huge character, but, um and then um while he's on the ship it's like okay um i have a little bit of time before we get underway i'm gonna go back on the station and go get something to eat uh because the coffee is bad the food doesn't like it's adequate but it's not great
2: yeah he finds that the chef isn't uh, he, he's an engineer or something like that. Yeah. Right? Yeah. He transferred, <laughs> transferred from engineering to cook. And he's just like, what?
1: Like this doesn't make any sense. Um, so yeah, he goes and he goes back to, uh, the space station to go eat. Now, the reason why this is important, cause this also plays in mm. through the rest of the series is, uh, he goes to eat at a place called Overeasy. He goes in. It smells fantastic. It's basically just a greasy spoon. Um, the waiter comes up. What do you want? He lists out what he, you know, lists out what he wants. Uh, he's like, "All right, order up, Frank." Frank, the cook, he never sees his face. Cooks everything up, gets it out, and it's freaking fantastic. It's like some of the best food he's ever had in his life. Um, I guess we'll go ahead and spoil it. Not that you know, we're we're talking no, about the rest don't of the book. Spoil so. it. What? Nah, nah. Don't spoil that. Yeah, Okay. All right. So anyway, so. <laughs> the uh the the what's it called the uh over easy is going to become in, you know interesting you know throughout the rest of the series so he goes back to the ship and he gets to meet um uh, he gets to meet the captain and they're in they're eating and they're explaining kind of you know what's going on or whatever and they're like they're talking about how he got there and he's like well you know i've i you know he's he's an, clearly an outstanding guy like he clearly has all these commendations and stuff I mean, he wasn't the absolute top of his class, but he definitely was in the upper third. Uh, But he's got all these different things that make him kind of stand out. And the captain's like, can I see you in my quarters immediately after this? And so we go to the quarters and the captain's just like, all right, who the fuck are you and who are you working for? And he's just like, who uh, the guy who owns the business? Like, I don't understand your question. And like the captain thinks he's a spy and he's just like, why? Who? Why would I be a spy? Like it completely blows his mind. What the hell is going on on this ship? Like the first mate's an asshole. Everything looks like it's been run into the ground. The captain th- it seems like he's absolutely lost his, you know, off his marbles. Um, and he's just thinking, what have I gotten myself into? What were you gonna say, Ray? The
2: the one thing that I had a problem with was describing how he was at school. Cause they, okay. Such a big deal of him doing self study and being able to pass test after test after test after, you know, being able to do this. Mm-hmm. I, th- I wish they would have went into a little bit more detail of what he struggled with. Oh, they
0: actually they
2: did. Um, they did talk about like his
0: test taking went very well in school as well. That's what kept him in the top third. The problem was practical stuff because he didn't have a spacer background. He, like, for example, like the self-defense, yeah, they had to like shift him to Newmar because he couldn't even defend himself against a chair. But also, his piloting skills. Yeah. He couldn't pass the piloting skills. Yeah. The instinct, the spacer instinct wasn't there. And that's, he's uh, basically an earther. Yeah. So that's what, and they do explain it a little bit. But once again, that gets back to he just went through four years of his life that we're used to use like seeing him minute by minute. Yeah. And we skipped four years.
2: So we don't see the struggle.
0: Yeah, so he only like yeah, he's starting a whole new series here basically in this book. He didn't want to spend a lot of time recapping the last four years. No. So he did draw offer hints of why he didn't get top. Yeah, But, but if, then when but you get to the uh, end of the book yeah, the end of the series they also well I'm, I'll let Eugene spoil it but uh, <laughs> there's a conversation at the very end with the yeah. Commodore and the owner of the company.
2: Yeah.
0: And that helps too.
2: Yes. But in this particular book they just I don't know it just I would have said <clears throat> I would have said higher than the top third. Like is based on test scores, because that's what most of university is, unless it's yeah. more. Oh, well, no, yeah, I guess being four years university
0: and college like, if you had gone to a military college/slash university or something like that, it's yes. not just that's like even officer school. And like, I'm probably the worst person to talk about officer school because, like. I didn't stay in cadets long enough to get a uniform, but I'm assuming there's some practical component that's a lot more than in a normal university. Yeah. This is, consider this more of a military university or college rather than what we would have gone to. Like, um air, the naval academy is essentially what it is.
1: Yeah, that's fair. Cause I was going to say, well, if it was more like a, Trade school, then, you know, that's all, that's all practical practical. stuff. But yeah, I could, I see what, I see what you're saying, Sean. Um, so it's at this point we start to see where things really start to stink. And we're not talking about just the ship itself. Um, so he, he, he finds out roundabout through different people talking, uh, both in front of him and behind his back, um, that his predecessor was, uh, beaten up and, it boils down to because she didn't sleep with Burnside. Now he has, he had mentioned this and this started one of, one of Ishmael's core ideas back on, uh, the lowest that you don't screw with crew. Yeah. And they're like, well, just remember we're not, not every ship is like that and not every culture is like that. And, uh, the term bunk bunny is, is thrown around. Um, but this is not, this is not what we were expecting. Uh, I don't think anyone's expecting this. I think we were thinking, OK, well, all right. So maybe the crew, you know, sleeps around, whatever. This is different. This is literally situations of rape and um and bullying and and literally beating people. Um And so he starts finding this out. Of course, he finds this stuff out once they're underway. <laughs> so it's not even like you know, he could you know he's still he could back out at this point. Like he's on the ship, they're underway, it's it's and it's because of the ship, it's so large it takes forever to uh climb in and out of um the gravity wells that like when they go on voyage it's six, eight weeks. Like it's a it's a good trip. It's not it's not something short. It's not like the the fast packets or right? anything or even like the Lois McKendrick. The Lois McKendrick even You know, made generally shorter trips than this. So, um, so anyway, so it's at this point, he started talking, he finds out he, there are some decent people on the ship, um, uh, the second mate, uh, the engineer, so on and so forth. They're fine as long as they're around, you know, just him. But as long as anytime Burnside's around, it's like everyone just kind of shuts down. Yeah. Um, but it's at this point he's like, oh, gone. And the captain's in the room.
2: and like, never... Oh, yeah, that's
1: right. And the captain never, like, hardly, like, he shows up for when they uh, jump Transition. and when they go short. And that's it. That's the only time they ever see the captain. Um, so he's not really a major player in the book. Um, it's at this point uh, my boy Ishmael starts being Ishmael. And the first thing he does is, well, I wonder if we can fix anything here. What's the first thing we're going to fix? i fix the coffee. <laughs> so, uh, that's where, that's where I'm, that's where I'm just like, okay, I, I can start feeling this book again. Like I, I maybe yep. see where we're gonna go. So let's go over there. So he fixes the coffee and, um, it's the Kirk. <laughs> That's right. He he talks to the cook and he's like, Hey, I need your, um, you know, get one of your, get one of the people out here. I'm going to show them what to do or whatever. And they're very, I can't remember who it was, but she comes out and she's just very nervous. Like, what is it? This new guy wants from me. And he's like, look, we're going to, we're going to clean out the coffee and I'm going to show you how to make decent coffee. And it happens. It immediately makes a huge change in the entire ship. Um, And then his next thing is what kind of sets off the rest of this stuff. Um, I thought the, from a male perspective as to how Ishmael handled it, I think this is a, this is a humorous situation as to if this happened because it's, I'm reading it in a book and I'm not living it. Had this happened in real life? Yes, this is, this is horrific. Um, so Ishmael goes, he's up on, he's, uh, he's, uh, standing watch. Oh, yeah. he's got the third watch. Um, he basically asks the, uh, uh, navigator, Hey, so what do you think we should do? You know, while we're up here and she's just like, well, I can think of a few things and literally starts to undress and he's like, no, 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 no. That's, that's not what I'm talking about. Get, Get get the other get what's her name up here too. Like get the get the get the watcher. Get get her up here as well. And she's like, okay. So she comes up there, and she's like, Listen, okay. We're going to work together. We're gonna to get some stuff done. And they're just like, Okay, and they both start undressing. And he's like, What are you doing? And they're basically telling him where well, aren't you wanting to have like a three way or are do you want to watch or what do you you know what are you what are you looking for? new third mate and he's just like I want to fucking clean the cab like yeah I want to f- you know clean the um clean the bridge and they're just like really like you you want to clean you yeah. we're not we're not up here to have sex and <laughs> do whatever and they he's just like no I want to clean and so they generally clean and at that this point he starts already kind of turning some minds cuz they're just like okay well he said he's He's not down to do all that stuff, and he's th- one of the other big things is he also helps clean with them, which is the total Ishmael thing to do. Not only is he wanting to try to get stuff ship shape, he's just like, well, I'm an officer, but I'm not going to sit back and just watch. Um, which was funny because the next morning when he's having the conversations with uh, uh, the second mate and the engineer, they're just like, you know, he's they're like, well, what did you do last night? And they're like, well, we cleaned the we cleaned the bridge. You you may, you sat there and watched them clean all night. He's like, no, I helped." And they're just like, you helped like you're going to, they're going to kill you. And he's like, what are you talking about? He's like, we do that's not how we do things here. Like you're going to get your ass beat. And he's just, it's blowing his mind because it's like, no, this is how a ship should run. Like what is wrong with you people? That's how fucked up things are.
2: Um, any comments at this point? That was a uncomfortable scene for me. Uh just what what kind of life are are the people on this ship living that that's their go to and it's like no okay. thanks. I
1: will say this. I think it was more humorous for me. It was definitely humorous for me the second time around because I know how it was it yep. it yeah. plays out. But yeah, the first time around it was just like what the hell's going on? Like I, I felt like Ishmael, what the hell's going on? Like where I love the where am the, I? They clean ass prints off of yours? Yes. Yes. That was
0: that seems fun.
1: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> now, I do also like that um, uh, the ladies already started kind of coming out of their shell, and they are yeah. very, even though they know they're not, you know, hey, we're not doing this, they're, one of them really likes to he, vamp, and the other one really likes to just like talk or whatever. And yeah. his interactions with them um, is excellent. Is very it's very, ex- it, yeah, it's, it's amusing. It's very
0: well written. Yes. Yeah. Um, yeah, it, it it goes to like a almost a risque Lois. Yes, that when they're just by themselves, there's no interaction with anyone else. But the three of them is it reminds me of Lois with like a touch of Bev mixed in there, like yep. the boy toy stuff. Yep. Yep. Um, it's it's comfortable, even though the whole situation around it yeah. is like. Holy it's fuck! Space. This is screwed up. But yep. it's like the it's the calm in
1: the storm. Yeah, know. that's a good point. Um, because at this point, uh, like I said, this is his first move. But this is a long running thing into the book. So what's explained the next morning is that the rumor mill is, um, they got so wild and crazy last night on the bridge, all three of them, that they had to clean up evidence afterwards. Yep. And the fact <laughs> yeah, that, yes, and the fact <laughs> that the ladies do not disabuse anyone of this fact, in fact, play, play it up, that, you know, I've never been so dirty or tired in my life, and everyone just goes along with it and immediately thinks the worst, he's dying on the inside. He's like, you can't be saying stuff like this, like, you are going to give me a horrible record, and quite the opposite happens, because what starts going around the ship is, oh, uh... Uh, the new third mate, Mr. Wong, has a harem, and these two ladies are part of his harem, so they're his. Off
0: limits, yeah.
1: Hands off. off. Yep. Don't touch them. It's and funny in a horrible, horrible way. Yes, it is. It's, it is It's so funny dark. in a horrible way, but on the other hand, it's so Ishmael that he hates it, but he also understands I'm not having to lift a finger and I'm actually helping these girls out. Like, I'm doing
2: something generally good but I hate this. It it takes him a little while. And then it's when another person approaches him to become part of it, that it hits home as to what he can do. So,
1: yeah. Um, it's at this point. So, you know, I'm, I am kind of jumping around a little bit, but, um, so it gets back to Burnside. What's going on. Hey, I understand, uh, you know, cleaned up here. Um, and he's like, yes, he's like, you know, I helped clean. He's like, you, what do you mean you helped clean? He's like, we, you have to listen. All that shit they told you, you know, at the Academy. Listen, that sounds great. Blah, blah, blah. But you're you're an officer. You have to stay. We are above everyone else and you have to act that way. So don't <laughs> fucking do it again. And literally gets him off to the side of the bridge and, uh, you know, it's punches off. him in the gut, catches yeah. him off guard and punches him in the gut. And, of course, on any other ship like this would have been reported. He would have been gone. But on this ship, everyone keeps their mouth shut.
0: And the ultimate that's... irony there is, meanwhile, Burnside's saying you have to keep above the crew and he's raping them. Mm-hmm. It's like, and they, they, you hear the thoughts of Ishmael and that's exactly what he's thinking. like, yes, you were the
2: last person to be able to say something like that.
0: Yeah. But he holds his tongue. He's smart.
2: Oh, yeah. The the one thing too that I uh, we we I don't know if you touched on it or not, but um, he realized that uh, the captain calls himself God out, okay. yeah, and and so you know that's so he knows that he's he's on a short leash, <laughs> yeah. Um,
1: so like I said, kind of skipping around a little bit. So after after clean, you know, they've got the um uh, um. Uh, They've got the bridge clean, and what you know the well not first watch because that's Burnside, but the other watch starts you know figures it out, starts helping it out as well. Yeah. His next big thing he decides to do is um um he's going to start seeing if he can help out with the food, and uh he he and I I love you talk about well written the conversations he has with the cook are fantastic because he's very he's like look you know. You're an old, and he even says, "I feel, I feel weird telling this guy who's older than I am, like I don't want to step on your toes, I, you know." But I, I, I kind of get the feeling like you're just kind of floating along, and you know, to the guy's credit, he thinks about he's like, "Yeah, that's kind of what's happening or whatever." So it turns out later on in the book, he's a fantastic baker, like he can follow instructions like it's no one's business, which he even says, "Well, maybe this makes more sense that he was an engineer, like." Engineering is definitely more baking. You know, Cooking's more, you know, like we've always said, that's more like jazz, whereas the others like, you know, a symphony. Um, but anyway, so he starts helping him out with cooking. And once again, it just it energizes the rest of the ship and uh, they start organizing to uh, clean up the rest of the ship. And so they clean up the, the the area. I think the thing that led to it, there was a conversation about. He's like, yeah, the I'm having the opposite problem with with coffee now. He's like, no one wanted to drink it before. Now I have to go collect all the cups. He's like, well, if you made right. this place more, yeah. you know, hospitable, yeah. maybe people would come hang out down here and drink the coffee instead of taking the coffee and, and going off everywhere else. So um, it's all stuff coming back from, like, the lowest. It's all the stuff. It's you got good food. You got a good drink. You know, you, you keep clean. Things are going to things are going to run the way they're supposed to run, and people are going to start, you know, feeling like maybe this is more than just a crap job. So, um, let's see here. Sorry, my phone keeps going to log on me. So, uh, as we go through, yes, he starts adding quote unquote more women to his harem. Um, and he, like you said, Ray, he's not comfortable with this idea, but he also understands. This allows, you know, protection for some of these people that have nowhere else to turn.
2: Um, He's also starting to talk to now that the people are going in the in the um, the lunch or yeah the the cafeteria area, uh, he, the mess hall, or the mess tag, whatever. Anyway, he starts talking about uh, being able to study. What are you studying for next? And you know, you don't have to go in line. You can jump different. Tests
1: uh,
2: and Burnside gets pissed.
1: <laughs> yes. And this is his, I think this is his second confrontation with the yeah. captain. Is the captain's like, listen, what the fuck do you think you're doing? Like, you can't be telling them that they can, you know, jump up in ratings and stuff like that. And he's like, well, you can. I'm not, I'm not lying to them or anything. And it comes down to the fact if you do that, they will become more certified. They'll have higher certifications and they will leave. And then that affects my ship. And I don't like that. And it's just like, wow. So you're one of those guys, huh? Cool. So um, I don't know if I've ever actually worked for someone like that. Um, I know I've I've worked around other people who have worked for people like that. Uh I have been lucky in that most places I've worked, um they generally were like, you know, is there anything you want to learn? What 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 can we do to help you move up? move out um yeah and i flat out have worked under some people that were just like all right what are you working on like kind of how ishmael is later on the books he almost feels like you should be working on something like you should be doing something move up and you know that does kind of clash later on some of the other books because they're like i'm happy where i'm at like (laughs) i'm fine it's good i'm good i'm good cap um so uh yeah, so he starts. You know, things are really starting to turn around at this point. They've got large groups of people who are studying for tests, and the mess hall. The food's pretty decent. Uh, the coffee's pretty decent. Um, oh, that was one of the co- interesting conversations that uh, he has. So when they're deciding they're going to clean up the mess hall, um, the 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 women that are with him on the bridge are like, "Would it be okay if we went down and helped?" And he's like, "Yeah, sure, that's fine." and they're like well we just didn't know if it would be proper. And he's like what do you what do you mean it would be proper? They're like well that's not my job. And he has this whole conversation about yeah. if you had a, if you ran into a car and like drove it to the beach and someone else wanted to ride would that be fair and this that and the other it was an interesting way to look at it but um the what it comes back to is is buy-in and um I man I have seen that so many times in different places that I work if there's no buy in, like everyone does just treat it like a job um, and don't they don't care. Like, you know, and they even say, well, who, you know, is this your ship? They're like, no, it's owned by the company. They're like, no, you should be saying, no, this is my ship. These are my people, you know, which really plays that. That theory is really explored in the next book. But, uh, we, you know, we definitely kind of start seeing it in this one. Once again, going back to the Lois, though, everyone had buy-in. Everyone was just like, no, I'm a member of the Lois McKendrick and these are my people and everything else. So, um,
2: probably did with what you're doing. Yes,
1: exactly. Um, and so we, we come to the climax of the book. Like I said, I am kind of skipping around here. We come to the climax of the book. He's pissed everyone off, you know, he's pissed off the main actors, uh, enough. The captain's pissed. Burnside's super pissed. Um. Oh, what leads to that is uh, a young lady shows up at his door in the middle of the night, there's, and
2: there's two incidents before oh, that. One, there's the the girl in the rower. Oh, that's right. So he's he's having a run, and uh, and what, the girl's in the rower, and he kind of blocks his uh, the the guys from the bully boys, the bully boys from basically uh, Burnside's enforcers. Yeah, so they wanted to have some fun with the girl. He kind of blocked them and then uh one of them took a swing at him and missed because of his tai chi, so mm-hmm. yeah. His kung fu was strong. Yeah. <laughs> so uh and then the second incident was uh one of the girls begging him to sleep with her so that she can join the harem and yeah
1: even if it was just sleeping on the floor or something else. And he notices she's got like bites and scratches and like, she's been abused. And yeah. he, this is once again, smart move by Ishmael. He's like, this is beyond me. I need to get help. So this is when he calls in, uh, the chief engineer, the second mate. And it's basically like, you know, y'all figure out what needs to happen. They're like, we got taken care of. Oh. Um, this is when they, they put her in the, the, uh, auto dock. Yes. And the next morning, uh uh Burnside, Burnside shows up in his piss. He's like, "What the fuck did y'all do?" blah blah blah. Along the way, he's after after the incident in in the gym, he's decided that he needs to have some kind of proof. And so he starts going on this little kind of side quest trying to figure out how he can get the ship to basically record audio wherever he's at. Um and finds out that it's already rigged for that. <laughs> it's already rigged for it, but no one has ever freaking used it. So, Um, that was a little kind of interesting side quest trying to figure that out. I did like the, I did like the old style Ishmael whenever he's on the cat, you know, he's, he's, he's looking through all this stuff and he's so focused doing this, kind of like he does with his, with his, uh, tests or whatever. And they're like, um, do you, are are you okay? And he's like, yeah, I'm perfectly fine. Why would you ask that? Well, you told her, you know, when she brought you coffee, thanks, hun, you didn't touch it at all. And he's just like, really, was I that locked in? And they're like, yeah, she even took her shirt off and turned it inside out. And he had to like double check to look like he was so focused. (laughs) Um, So there is still some of that old um, gullible Ishmael in there, which I do love. I do love that that's still part of him. It's not just, you know, I'm 22 now or whatever. So I know everything, which we all know how 20, 22 year olds know everything. Um, So we come to the climax of the story. Uh, he wakes up in the middle of the night and is blurry vision but realizes there's two people in his cabin. They have forced their way into his cabin, um, and he manages to basically roll onto their feet, roll them out into – or get out into the hallway where he realizes just within a fraction of a second he's about to get his head punched in by Burnside. He moves aside. Bernstein basically Basically destroys his hand, he punches the bulk bulkhead. And then the two guys rush out and buy him and and call and like slam Burnside into the wall. And at this point he basically is just like, Alright, I'm out deuces and goes back to goes back into his his uh his room and puts his grav thing in front of it so hopefully they can't get back in. Um and the next morning it's you know, of course the uh the rumor mill has gotten around how he managed to narrowly get by and Burnside has like a like several broken bones in his hand he's got a couple of broken ribs he's got a concussion one other guy has a couple other injuries or whatever yeah. um and he plays that very well but the way that it's handled by um it's the uh so Burnside is put into the auto dock he's basically. You know, taken out of the equation at this point. He's sedated. He's out. Yeah. The captain refuses to do anything. Captain stays in his quarters or whatever. And so by order of rank, it falls to the chief engineer. And at this point, she decides she's going to step up and, and do stuff. And the way she plays it is spectacular because they're like, so what happened last night? Well, obviously these two guys attacked Burnside. He's like, what do you mean? Well, there's no other proof. They're the only ones that have injuries that we know of. Um, There's no one else to refute it. So obviously they attacked him for some reason, which, of course, makes no sense. But it obvi- but turns the three idiots on each other, Uh, which I thought was masterfully played. Um And so at this point, we kind of things start really turning around on the ship. They're basically just like we've got six more days out to port. We basically just have to get to port. and We'll deal with this. Um And sure enough, they get to port. Doctors come on. Before they can get burnside off, the captain leaves. Like he even makes the comment. He's just like, you know, I understand as an officer, you have certain privileges above everyone else, but the fact you insisted on getting off the ship before the ambulance says kind of a lot. Um, and so they, the captain leaves, they get burnside off. Um, they're just kind of seeing what's going on. And then, uh, Kurt and his boss show up. And his boss is, I didn't write the guy's name down. Um, but turns out he's, he owns the corporation. He's, he's the head honcho. Um, and in just a very quick thing, he's like, listen, uh, you know, I'm firing Burnside. I've been trying to get rid of his ass for like five years or not Burnside. I've been trying to get rid of the captain for like five years. I didn't have what I needed. I've got what I need to nail his ass against the wall. He's gone. Burnside, um, what does he say i can't i can't punch his ticket but i something or another he basically is like i'm going to black i'm going to blacklist this guy he will never he will never work anywhere ever again um and so there's a little funny scene though wherever he shows up and ishmael's like can anyone verify that this is the owner of the company and they're all kind of like what have you lost your mind and he's just like Listen, all I'm telling you is, is the last time I saw this dude, he was going by a different name. So if someone, and of course the engineer comes out and, and knows him and everything else. Um, but yeah, so when we, the ending of the book is he has put the chief in, he's put the engineer no. in as the new captain. No,
0: not Mel. No, the cargo.
1: Oh, that's right. That's right. That's handler. right.
0: And yeah, you really haven't mentioned her. You've actually left a lot of stuff out so listeners out there there's a lot more to the book oh yeah true just be warned this is like a basically it's an r-rated book yes the scenarios that's all it could be a trigger
2: Keep that yeah in mind absolutely this is a
0: huge trigger book for yeah. a lot of individuals out there and i don't want anyone to go into it and then like Start getting flashbacks or something. like that. It's
2: not cool. Yeah. Any anybody that has a, a post traumatic uh, event response to to these types of things, absolutely, it's yeah. rape. So That's yeah, a big one. That's huge. And
1: real quick, before we go into that, let's just kind of wrap up the book, and then then let's talk about some of those things because we should call them out specifically. Um, you're right. So I'm sorry. It's the cargo handler. She actually goes off. She gets her um, captain certification. She gets put in as the new captain. And when the book ends, we're basically, uh, Oh, I'm sorry. So the, the, the boss basically takes him aside and says, listen, I owe you, I, I owe you an apology and a lot because I basically did put you in as, you know, as a spy, but unbeknownst to you, like I, I specifically went and said, Hey, I need someone that's going to do the right thing. That's not going to have a chip on their shoulder that's going to be able to stand up has the moral compass, uh, to stand up and, and do what's right on the ship. And, you know, who do you got? And they recommended Ishmael for it. And he's like, but I, and I didn't tell you any of this stuff. I basically fed you to the wolves and you came out the other side, you know, cause you're a fucking rock star. Um, and so the book ends, we have a new captain, uh, they did have some turnover, but not as much as they thought. They've picked up some more people. It sounds like they are on their way to really turning around the William Tinker, and that's where we leave this book. Okay. Like you were saying, Sean. Um, yes, there's a lot of trigger stuff in here, and like you said, rape is a big one. Um, because it's not. Um, we don't have any graphic explanation of it, but it is very. It. it It's very clear this is what's happening. The aftermath, a
0: lot. It it is always suggested, yes, but not overly, I don't know, explained. We
2: don't get a blow
1: by blow, but we, like you said, it's the aftermath. It's here are my bruises. Here's my emotional damage. Um,
2: Well, and and it's found out that the woman had to record her own assault in order to actually be okay to leave the ship like it's yeah
0: and then that didn't end well with a couple others like this is not a teenage uh, a teeny buffer book no like the first three books were like you know I'd recommend it to my kids this is great yes this one on the other hand this is crossing a whole bunch of lines into adulthood this and this book and I have to say this This is more of a realistic version of what I would think like out in the open seas or out in the open space mm-hmm. would be when things get twisted and left alone
2: I was going to say it, it's it's a it's an extra art view but yeah I, I know what you're trying yeah it's not the <laughs> idealistic view it of shows. it yeah, this shows the other side of the coin, yeah. right? And this shit unfortunately exists in this world.
1: Oh yeah, it's and yes, rape is probably well. Besides the possible murder that they they yeah. hint about, yeah. um, but yes, rape murder. Uh, there's a lot of not only physical but emotional abuse that's happening here. Um, uh, like you said, um, uh, I think both of you said it at one point. Everyone like everyone keeps their mouth shut, like it's it's obvious that you know someone has gotten beaten it's obviously you know that um you know he got punched in the gut by the by the first mate yeah. and that shouldn't that shouldn't stand like there should obviously be you know stuff going on but everyone just turns a blind eye to it because they're scared as well yeah um by the end of the book the majority of the people have started to coalesce and 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 work together and and stand up for each other Uh, in fact, whenever, um, uh, the one girl gets beaten up while she's off, you know, you know, uh, uh, you know, she's, she's under the cook. Um, and when he goes to tell the cook about it, the cook's like, you know, holding a knife, like he's contemplating at this point, I'm gonna go kill the son of a bitch. Like I didn't do anything. I didn't do what was supposed to. He felt like it was on him and, and he's just like, you can't do that you know we can't we can't become them we've got to we've got to hold the line um but at that point like i said you know the 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 group started to kind of come together at some point but it's still uh like they said you know even like the captain said when he's out there when they're out there in the deep dark you know he's the law he is god and unless they just flat out like mutinied and took over the ship which you know I'm sure at that point, none of them are just like i'm not I'm not putting my neck out for for all these people that I barely know in this ship that I don't care for, so um which unfortunately is how that's how it works in the real world, like you know you get bullied, enough people get bullied, no one wants to say anything, and things just keep going so um, I thought it was very realistic, that's horrible to say, but it's very really realistic in that
2: aspect, yeah, so yeah, when somebody's in survival mode, that's what happens, yep. Um all right, overall.
1: Any additional things you want to throw in?
2: Any thoughts?
1: Anything in particular that happened or didn't happen that
2: I I will say I thought, thought the captain at the end coming out of her shell was an odd. Like I, I know that her her oddities were um
0: What was her name again?
2: I can't remember. The,
0: was it the DeGru- No.
1: I should I should know
2: this. Uh, uh, her, her no,
1: De Groot is the engineer. Um no, yeah.
2: Menace. That was a Menace. So I uh, I know that you know she uh, acts a certain way to, in order to you know, protect herself, but mm-hmm. she's described as this really strong woman afterwards and it yeah just, that's a
0: 180 degrees well yeah it was a
2: 180 i'm like uh, and she's so like a, strong nope. in
0: the next book too exactly like for the brief time you see her yeah
2: but yeah it was so strong and it would have made one sense of, if she was the one that was sharing the the uh, bathroom with ishmael and having those conversations and okay. you could see the strength of that but it was just it was such a flip that i was like that just seemed Right. Yeah. And, um,
0: so one of the things they talk about like so in the first three books when um, Dijon recommends Ishmael to go and you find out she's got like a list of people yeah. that she sent to the academy and she numbers them mm-hmm. and oh, Ishmael right. is whatever number well it turns yes. out um Menace was also a numbered one. She did very well in the academy. She was recommended by DeJong. But she is portrayed so meekly in 99% of the book. Um, With every now and then, like, she understands what's going on, like the subtle things very quickly by, like, a look here and there, but always keeps her eyes down. So she's like a beaten dog, mm-hmm. yeah. and then at the very end, she steps up. And I do like how she handles Burnside's two bully boys, uh, Appones yeah. and the other one.
1: I can't remember his name, but yeah.
0: Anyway, he the other one that I can't remember the name of. He was he just kind of followed along, um, but at the end of the book. She's basically taken a leash from Burnside and, okay, you're my guys now. Yeah. And they follow her. Like it, the way she handles them. And honestly, it was a beautiful thing to hear or read in a book how she handles them and how they react. And that actually carries over to the second book. It's basically like. Hey, you're a lot stronger than Burnside. We're your man. Like, there yeah. isn't, there isn't punishment, which kind of annoys me, that these two morons don't get yeah. what's coming to them. But the fact that they're they're basically like tofu, human tofu. They absorb the flavor of whoever they're around. So they've been around Burnside so long, who is the human pizza, filth. And then all of a sudden, now they're around uh, Manus. And she, at at her core, is a very good person. And they start absorbing that and want to protect her. You see it more in the second book, even just a flash of it. But the way that it's written and the situation and all that, I love that. I thought that was so cool.
2: Yes. The only only thing is, is I wish... You'd see flashes of that in the book a little bit more from Ishmael's perspective because then you understand that flip at the end. Yeah. There is a lot of depth to this book. Like there was a lot of depth to the first three books.
0: Yep. Some of it annoying because it was like almost like a teenager in it. But keep in mind that like, this is like basically the first books that he wrote. And the first book was an experiment on how to like, better teaching techniques and stuff like that so from a writer's standpoint this is like man you're you're locking this out of the park you're really figuring shit out really quickly so by the fourth book here he's got it all down pat and the transitions are really well thought out there's a lot of depth to the book and as dark as this book is and it is Dark on a lot of levels. There's a lot of good stuff in the book, too. There's a lot of redeeming qualities, human nature qualities in this one. And it's, and I'm speaking from a male perspective, 100% get that. Um, I'm probably glossing over a lot of stuff, 100% realize that. But there's a lot of redeeming stuff in this book, too. That is a great transition to the other books, to the fifth book and the sixth for all Ishmael books. Yeah. But this is a, basically the turning point. This is a
1: huge milestone. Well, if the first three books are obviously in, on the light side, this is where he gets, yeah. this is where he builds his morals and, and, you know, his base or whatever. Like you said, this is literally the other side of the coin and it's, it's, this is honestly the darkest. There are some things that are heartbreaking later on in the books, but this is the darkest, like worst situation. Um, and at this, the rest of the books are him pulling closer back to the light. It's, it's, he's there. It's him pulling everyone else with him as yeah. he goes along. So, yeah. which is something that I do enjoy about the series yeah. is, um, you know the first books you know the first set of books it's him growing you know kind of growing up kind of growing in figuring out you know figuring this stuff out and then the rest of the books are him dragging everyone else along with him as he goes along you know trying to be the best dude that he can possibly be so uh and as long as he's trying to be the best dude he can be um which is greatly flawed cuz he definitely has his flaws um I still enjoy it. I still love hanging out with Ishmael. And yeah. like I said, the situation is horrible, but I enjoy seeing how he's written to handle it because it, it makes total sense for his character.
2: The book is worth the end. Yeah.
1: Yes. So I think you need this book.
0: Um, you, I do too. You might, you might be able to skip it. Like if you listen to one to three, get book four and went to five. It's doable. Um, you're missing some of the characters.
2: Yeah. And you're also but missing his growth.
0: Book five is very close to the same character. Like, since his character doesn't change too much, he just learns, but the core is the same. You could arguably skip this book and go to the fifth one. I could see that. I don't think you could go any, like, you couldn't go from the third to the sixth. No you might be able to skip this one in the darkness, but this one helps. I mean, it it helps the whole series.
1: Yeah. Cause he does reference it. He does reference oh, you know 100%. I you know, I was on a total shit show of a boat and you know and, uh, yeah. through anything, through working together we turned it Because it's not I it's never I turned it around. It's always we, with yeah. the crew we turned it around. So yeah. Yeah.
0: If anything, this just shows how strong Ishmael is.
1: Yes, I agree 100% with that. Um,
0: you can throw him pretty much any situation, like, cause the, the situations get bigger and more like the, There's more to it in each book as we come along. But this is a good transition book that's like, okay the first three books you know nothing you're learning you're learning you're learning every book he learns more
2: mm-hmm.
0: so from going from 3 to 5 well he's learning every he's learning as he's going along anything that's always he's always on that curve um definitely because it is a big series i would say yeah listen or read this fourth book however yep. If for any reason you have triggers, is, just be warned. Yeah, skip it. You know
1: what? Go ahead, skip it. Go to number five. Or yeah. give it a shot, and if it gets too dark for you, then yeah. then skip it. So yeah. So don't give up all the books afterwards. Yeah, no, don't give. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right. Um. Well, if that. If there's nothing else anyone wanted to add, I just wanted to say, like, you know, we we've had conversations. Oh, and it came up again. I love this conversation. It came up again about the astrogators copying data oh, over. Gosh. He's just like, hey, listen, I can show you a better way to do this shit. Um, you,
0: like, not have Excel in, a, like, a couple hundred years I, in the future? You freaking morons.
1: Dude, I'm telling you, there are businesses out there that do this. <laughs> I worked at a store. I worked at a little computer – a computer store. We literally built oh. computers for people in – Let's see. This would have been 2001, 2002, somewhere around there. Um, We were still using a POS that used that was based off of DOS. It was. <laughs> it ran on top of Windows DOS XP. Run. run DOS, run. Yes. <laughs> um, So anyway, I like that they brought that up. Uh But yeah, the whole I want you know, I, like I said, I wanted to stress the whole thing of one of the reason why these books, I won't say believable because it's set in the future and they're you know on spaceships that are like anyway um is uh his describing of how a uh business a community is like all it takes is you know for a little bit of bad to get in there and it can turn everyone just yeah. everyone yeah. just I'm here for number one that's all I'm here for like you know I might have one friend that I'll look out for but i don't I don't give two shits about the rest of this place yeah. so um
0: I, this book the biggest thing I found like it was dark on I miss pep. So much. Yes. Oh, my God. oh,
1: okay. Yeah. So that was one of the other things was okay. So we don't really? have the romantic relationship anymore, but yes, like it's Ishmael and Pip and we don't get Pip back for a while. And when we do, I love it so much. Like when oh, Pip yeah. does come back into focus, like it's, it's like, this is what it was. It was missing. Like it was the next three books are good or the next two books are good. But when we get pit back, it's like okay, this Laurel is
0: about a... Laurel. It's just yeah. uh, yes. you need that second person and they yeah. keep trying to provide someone else as that second person. But just after the first three books and like basically those two growing up together and that's what mm-hmm. they did. It's like, oh no, I,
1: I need pit back. Yeah, I get you on that. Alright, well that is our show for the month ladies and gentlemen. Uh, let's go ahead and move on to what we've been reading. Would anyone like to go first? I will. Alright, Sean, what else have you been reading?
0: So, after I finished the last book of um, Expeditionary Force like waiting for what book 15? Yeah. That's oh, crazy. Because those books are like so long and I haven't read anything off that series for so long, so when I finished it, I listened to Empire of Imagination, which is basically the biography on Gary Gygax, okay. uh, creator of Dungeons and Dragons, and it was fantastic. Uh, I'm not a huge Dungeons and Dragons player, but Dungeons and Dragons have permeated into like everything that I do like, like mm-hmm. playing fantasy role-playing games on computers and all that. Basically, he created it all. Um so that was really interesting, really enjoyed it. And then I listened to Island 731 which is by Jeremy Robinson. Now um Jeremy Robinson books, he he pumps out a lot of them. This is like book 0 in like the a monster series. Um it was good. It was quite different than what I'm used to. Uh, pretty graphic, pretty gross, if you know anything about section seven three one from the Japanese World War Two, you may want to avoid this one. They were basically the ones that did like biological experiments on people. Mm-hmm. This is real life it i I was hesitant to even listen to this one just because I knew the background, um, but it's the core of a whole new series from Jeremy Robinson. Well, not new series, but... So I was really curious. It has, like, kaiju monsters and stuff like that. So genetic engineering. It was gross. It was freaky. Kind of left me with a couple things for nightmares, but I got through it, and now I can go on to the next series. Um, and then I'm currently listening to Paradox Bound by Peter Klein's and I'm only about an hour, two hours into it. So I'm, it's a bit confusing. There's like time travel involved and stuff like that. And I'm not typically a big time travel fan because paradoxes really Yeah. piss me off. <laughs> so it's kind of weird that I would like pick a book with the titles paradox bound. And like, eh. I don't know. Maybe I had a drink or two, but. So far, it's not too, too bad. I'll let you know when I finish it.
2: <laughs> okay. Yeah, don't drink and buy. Uh, <laughs> that, yeah, good advice. <laughs> yeah, Ray, have you been reading anything else? Uh, I'm just trying to catch up to you guys on uh, Expeditionary Force. So. Gotcha. Uh, for those that know, I've met Bilby. And for those Which that book pool, are you on now? Dude, Ten.
1: Ten. Still kind of same old, same old. Wait till you get to the end.
0: Yeah. So I'm telling you. So. I feel like Nagatha the best, but Billby. Oh, really cool. I, I just
1: love the. Na- <laughs> I love her personality. I love her name. I just Julia yeah. Child. Oh man. Yes, <laughs> but Nagatha is awesome. But yeah, Billby His Bilby does come into his own too. So yeah,
2: okay.
1: Um, Northern. I've actually. Go on. <laughs> Oh, um, I've actually been I read like four things because I went back into my list and got some different you know traded in some credits because i was like i'm never gonna go back and read that um let's see here what have i been reading i've been reading um i read uh the final equinox by andrew main that is the next book in the uh, jessica blackwood and um what's his name but it is okay i actually i think i enjoyed it more than the previous book okay but the character i was waiting for to show up hasn't shown up yet and i'm just like all right. I'm not going to say anything to the author cuz he's on he's on Instagram. Oh no, he's on Twitter and stuff and uh I don't want to influence anything, but part of me just wants to go, "Hey, so how would so and so feel about this relationship?" and just leave it at that and just say, yep. you know, um who knows? I may still do it. Anyway, I read that. I did enjoy that. Um I read Roadkill. Oh by, Yeah, uh, I read Roadkill too. About by that. Ernest uh not Ernest Cline. Oh. Right. Uh, Dennis, C. C. Uh, Dennis Taylor. C. Taylor. It is short it I I kinda hope it's just gonna be a one-off. Um it kind of seems like his like we got references to the Bobaverse in the uh, Expeditionary Force, which by the way, did y'all enjoy the names of the ships? Uh-huh, yeah. yeah. Uh as soon as I heard that I was like, okay. <laughs> um but this seemed like his idea of what would my uh beer can be like? And I, I kind of enjoyed that. Um I read the Immorality Clause which is the first book in a series uh by Brian Parker it's basically a uh, dystopian future New Orleans like this dystopian uh he's a cop and he works in a part of the city where there's um uh, a lot of robots that do different things to including you know sex bots and stuff and this guy gets killed and no one can figure out what it is so it's it's a mystery or whatever it's interesting. I may keep going on with the series and see where it goes. And then I'm almost done with, I had to go back to Stephen King and I picked up Sleeping Beauties. It's actually written by him and his son Owen. I just don't think the premise is for me. Um, uh, all of the women in the world start falling asleep. And when they do, there's like this cocoon that kind of comes over their faces and their bodies. And, um, if you mess with it, they literally like go into a berserker rage and will kill you. And it's, uh, there's a woman, there's one woman who apparently is not a woman. She's something else. And it's kind of a morality play for, you know, um, who's going, who's going to, who's going to show, you know, how, what mankind is really made of, like who's going to win. Is it going to be, you know, uh, the good or the bad. And, It's okay. I mean, he's done books like this. It's you know a little bit the shining like or not the shining up the stand like in that aspect. Um, I'll I'll finish it. I'll see what I think of it. But overall, I it's not really my cup of tea. Um, so I don't know. We'll see. Like his now that I've 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 hit most of his like I'd say core books, the ones that people are like, yes, you absolutely have to read this from Stephen King. Now that I've hit that and I'm kind of hitting some of the periphery books, I'm like. Yeah, that was all right. Or, yeah, yeah, that really wasn't my deal. So, um, I mean, I've gone back and re-listened to a bunch of stuff because we're getting into the Halloween season. So, like, I went back and listened to Salem's Lot. I know everyone on here didn't. Uh, We did that. I fucking, I love that book. Um, (laughs) I listened to World War Z. That may be, I may have to pick that book. If nothing else for the audio performances, the performances on it has a star-studded cast that is. Would rival anything Hollywood could throw out there, and I love it. I know a lot of people think it's super slow and super methodical and boring. I love it. Um. Anyway, I camel in it. it uh, yes, it has it. it has everybody in it. So, all right. Well, that's our show for the month, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, our next book is the next one in the series. Uh, will be Captain Share followed by Owner Share, and then we will probably be taking a break. Uh, right now we're taking, we're planning to have a break in December. There's some crazy stuff going on in November. Who knows? We may have to move the break to November and and do one in December. We'll see. But we are going to finish this next trilogy in the, uh, Ishmael saga, as it were. Um, and then January and February, Jen and Chris will pick our books. Uh, they haven't made their picks yet. Um, we'll kind of just see where we go. Um, there will probably be, you know, something not Ishmael related, which is fine. You know, we <laughs> need to break things up from time to time. Um, and then we'll go from there. So uh, if you would, please give us a five-star rating on iTunes, Google Stitcher, or wherever it is you listen to the show. You can find us at epicallygeeky.com or you can find us, find the rest of the shows that we do, including the Creatively Geeky, Epically Geeky, and uh, Sustainably Geeky shows. You can find us on all the socials at Epically Geeky as well. Where can we find you online, Ray?
2: Uh, fixing Wikipedia from all of Sean's yeah. shit. <laughs> uh, uh, the, the Reluctant Yeti on Instagram. Sean, where can we find you online?
1: Trying
0: to screw up Wikipedia. <laughs> they really should have better filters on there. And your favorite broken toy on Instagram. And this show is actually marginally geeky, which I don't think you actually said. but yeah. No, I, I just know. named the other ones, but yeah. Yeah, I just named all the other ones, but yeah. yeah. Hard all that fun
1: stuff. And as always, you can find my individual wacky adventure online at Optimus Chain on Facebook, Instagram and Twitter. For over on the site, have a good night.